The Last Word with Matt Cooper. And you're welcome back. It's time for The Last Word on Music. Do you ready? And John Cadell are with us. Good evening, folks. Have you a nice, nice weekend watching Glastonbury? I was actually at a wedding at the weekend, so I was just catching snippets here and there online. Um, and then obviously spent most of yesterday catching up on the ones that I really wanted to see. Yeah, we're going to go into Glastonbury in a good bit of detail in a few moments, but let's get your pick of the week's John, yours is Jake Shears, former frontman of Scissor Sisters. Yeah, this album actually came out a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't uh, get a chance to uh, highlight it then. It's called Last Man Dancing. It's his first solo album. Uh, people will know him, of course, as uh, co-leader of Scissor Sisters, who apparently are still uh, on indefinite hiatus. They haven't broken up as such. But anyway, this is his first uh, solo album. And it's sort of just, a, you would actually really like it, do you? I think Ooh. it's sort of a homage to disco. Hello. It's a, re- a really, like, lo- lovely, dumb disco record um, so I don't know how I'm meant to no, take I that mean, one it's, John it's like you know it's, <laughs> it, it, it knows exactly what it no, is no I know it's, I know it's, you know, it's, but it's you a, remember that song a couple of years ago Dumb Disco Ideas well there you go there you go it's, uh, it's an homage to disco and look I'll let the music do the talking this is the title track Last Man Dancing very disco isn't that it? Is not class, a, not a million fair. miles away from his old band but also like huge ABBA influence there too massive yeah. ABBA influence yeah so there. what's not to love that's Jake Shear's Last Man Dancing's the album let's move on to your choice D completely different gen- um, direction to, to John um, it is a name that I was very happy to see um, releasing new music again it's her first song in almost a decade and it's a really really nice one it's Gemma Hayes High and Low that's must be in the wrong place are moving, but the words bent out of shape. I try to speak, but all I do is call your name. I fear I'm getting stranger, falling out into the street while people stare. Am I really here? Something of mine with you. 
I could listen to that all yeah, evening. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's br- it's it's just great to hear something from her after such a long time. Yes, we uh, came 10 out years. Last, yeah, so it just it's so nine years, just shy of the decade. Um, so her last, her fifth and last album was Bones and Longing, um, and it was tw- I think it's twenty one years ago mm. since she actually first came on the scene. So that track came out last Friday. Um, so more to come. Hopefully, yeah, definitely going to check that one out. Now, as I said, we're going to review Glastonbury because it was a Good weekend overall. I think some of the coverage was a bit negative towards the start of it on Friday and particularly on Saturday, but it did end a lot better on Sunday evening. John, just on us, the headliner acts, it was what Elton John brought it down. You had Guns N' Roses, Arctic Monkeys. Was that type of quality lineup Glastonbury should be getting, or do they need somebody a tiny bit more star power? Uh, well, I don't think you get more star power than Elton John. Yeah. Um, Guns N' Roses, one of the biggest rock bands of the last 50 years, um, and with three of the original members as well, which wasn't always the case for Guns N' Roses in the last 20 years or so. Um, So Axel, Slash and Duff, all present and correct. And then you had an Arctic Monkeys whose set really divided people. Mm. And I think the consensus is that if you only knew the first album or two, you weren't going to enjoy the set. If you followed the band's career and their sort of artistic journey, um, you would have very much appreciated the set. I mean, Alex Turner isn't going to be singing about Marty Bums now at the age of 37, 38, with all the success that the band have had and how he has grown as a songwriter in the last 20 years or so. And people shouldn't expect that. I think people probably expected them to be sort of in aspic the way they were 15 years ago but that was never going to be the case Is there not something to be said though John like the Pyramid Stage at Glastonbury is probably the most mainstream headline set that you're ever going to be asked to do in your career and um, you can't really have the expectation that there's going to be people who have religiously followed along to your career like even Elton John who absolutely smashed it out of the park but he he adjusted what would be the normal set Mm. that he has been doing on the Yellow Brick Road tour, he adjusted it for the Glastonbury audience to make sure that he kept people engaged and there was no dips or bits that they, you know, that might bore them or that they weren't, you know, that they didn't know as well and therefore don't feel the same connection with them. So I don't know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure it's the place Was he it. lucky to be even be there given that they had cancelled their Dublin tour and I think a lot of people were tweeting, well, Alex Turner is taking a drink on stage so that he can actually continue to sing. Well, look, the thing about the Glastonbury, you're right, the, the, the pyramid stage at Glastonbury is, it's not your audience. Mm. Glastonbury is not your audience. So what you might bring to an arena or your own stadium show, you don't necessarily bring to Glastonbury. Or, you, you know, if I was anyone's manager, I'd be like, bang out the hits, it's Glastonbury. Absolutely. And it's but not just the people in, be the, honest, in the crowd, it's, it's the televised audience as well, you know. Arctic Monkeys, and I'm, I'm going to get slaughtered for this, Arctic Monkeys don't have a battalion of hits to draw on. They have maybe about seven hits. Mm. Elton John has 57 hits. Guns N' Roses have about 25 hits. Arctic Monkeys, they're not a hit singles band. They're very much a a very talented uh, and much loved band, but they aren't certainly these days. But wasn't it also band. a criticism of the pace of the set he was singing? I did wonder about that, like and, and maybe it's because he had laryngitis earlier in the week, like maybe that was a, that was a decision they had to make to, no, to, to accommodate. I, and And to be honest, if that was the case, then bloody say it to people well, because you get a lot more goodwill. He didn't have laryngitis when they headlined Electric Picnic last year and there yeah. was the same sort of complaints. That well, the set let's, let's have a listen to Alex Turner and Arctic Monkeys. Tracy Island 
traveling diamond Could have shaped our days And come to find you Pouring some velvet morning heels Today she's a silver lining Lone ranger riding through an open space In my mind when she's not right Ever slide me I'll go I think I'm actually going to agree with John on this. I yeah. think that he's he's matured, he's grown up. If you can look, leave aside whether he was even fit to sing or whether his voice did have issues, I think he's grown up, like as you said, he's nearly 40 now. He's mm. not that 21, 22-year-old kid that emerged. Yeah, but then again, the thing is, you know, if, if you do have sort of a love-hate relationship with your old hits, which I get the impression Alex Turner does, should you be accepting a headline? There you go. Yeah. And even some of the old hits that they did play, they slowed them down considerably. Mm. I saw one complaint which made me laugh because I was like, do you know what, I'd be annoyed too because someone was saying oh, I made it harder to sing along with because that's mm. part of the joy of standing in a field you yeah. know well the crowd certainly helped out Lewis Capaldi during his set and I think this is something this has gone apart from people interested in Glastonbury mm. and music this is now a, a news story about Lewis Capaldi and I think the except them said look this is somebody whose music career is fantastic but he does need to take a break given that his Tourette syndrome is impacting him on stage yeah um, the thing about the Lewis Capaldi performance is he, he turned up and that is why people gave him such a massive reception that they knew to a lesser or large extent, various people in the crowd knew what he's been going through over the last few months. And the fact that he still turned up was like he had the crowd on, on side from the from the get-go. And given that his Tourette's was affecting him considerably on stage, um, the crowd took over. And that's the magic moment. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Now, the thing is, he said from the stage that he wasn't going to be doing any shows possibly for the rest of the year and he's since come out today with a statement saying that that's it from him for a while because he said it made it clear from Glastonbury that he has to look after his physical and mental health because he actually didn't look well. He actually looked very pale. Um, He looked a bit haunted. He probably shouldn't have done it but he had made a promise to himself that he would and as I said, the crowd were just thrilled that he had made the effort considering everything he's been through. Yeah, let's just have a listen to him on stage and then give actually a D on it. It was really beautiful and you know I think he's somebody who's always been good to his fans and has always really engaged with his fans so there may have been an element from his side of of not wanting to let them down Mm. by not um, by not doing the set and I thought it was it was quite touching that it was afterwards he came out with the statement 
saying that he he wouldn't probably they likely wouldn't see him f- for the the rest of the year. And you know, if if you were in any way struggling with the kind of fortitude of making that decision because it's what you needed to do, seeing that crowd, that huge crowd of people mm. being there for you would actually probably and the TV audience as well. Yeah, but would probably give you this. You know, you realize that people will be there for you when when and if you decide to come back to it. Um, it's such a beautiful moment. It certainly means like electric picnic is what a couple of months away and that chances of him turning up there are probably very very slim but I think everybody would understand it. Yeah totally. Yeah and that's the thing you know whether you're a fan of his music or not I think everybody is a fan of him. Mm. Yeah, and he's as you said, he's been so honest about his his struggles and so you know open with his fans that like you can't help but like him and absolutely wish him the best. Let's move on because somebody else was Rick Astley the unexpected star of Glastonbury this year. I know we're going to get on to Elton in a few moments. Um, for a lot of people, he was like he absolutely smashed it out of the park um, as well. Um, I saw one tweet online that that made me giggle, where um, it was a woman saying that to all her her kind of cooler classmates when she was a teenage girl that loved Rick Astley and they were trying to promote the the Smiths and bands like that. She, it gave her a, a lot of joy to see that he he was the person with the the most credibility this weekend, which is pretty cool. Yeah, let's have a little listen to Rick Astley and the Blossoms. enjoying himself. Yeah, you can yeah. you can hear it. It's like it's almost like the best karaoke of all time because <laughs> you know w- w- what you were saying earlier about the Irish Monkeys not having that many hits. I think what Rick Astley did was so so clever. He didn't expect people to have been following uh, to, to never have given him up, you know, mm. that he actually he peppered his set with with absolutely super hits from from other artists that yeah. he clearly really enjoyed. And so, like you know, I think you're right. He, he he could have been that guy who had those couple of hits in 1987 and then fell off the radar. But no, he sort of he sort of reinvented himself. And not that he's ironic or anything like that. But you know, he's Foo Fighters covered uh, "Never Gonna Give You Up." He's became the Rick Roll meme, and he and he sort of ran with it and mm. said, "Well, you know, I'm just going to go out there and." And have fun, and he's still got a great voice, doesn't he? he? Really does. He always did, but like he's. Yeah. And he, but he performed such a range of songs as well, like ACDC, Harry Styles, yeah. Chic, Aha. So yeah. it was a really clever way to do yeah. it. Glad yeah. it worked out. Keeping for himself relevant and keeping the career going. Fair play to him. And he's Electric Picnic too, isn't he? Is he? he oh, is. Brilliant. Yes. Come on, let's move on to the only star that mattered really at the end of it all after that set, which was Elton John bringing the curtain down on his UK stage career. It certainly was. I looked it up yesterday on YouTube and some of the sets, it was brilliant. It was super. It was absolutely super. Like, I, I just think what a, what a brilliant way to bring your sort of 
relationship with the people that have gone to your gigs throughout your career to to a close? Well, I mean, I know he said he'll do some smaller things, but that sort of massive staging and everything. And like that's been a, a, a theme throughout the Yellow Brick Road tour. Um, and like he, he usually finishes by being lifted up out of the stadium. And I just think he he is someone who has had this incredible career. And I love, love, love that he co- he continued even more so than he has done with the Yellow Brick Road tour by using that stage and that audience as an opportunity to get younger artists in front of those people mm. that he really, really respects as well, which is such a cool thing to do. But I'm surprised the people are surprised he was so good because we were saying... Oh, yeah, was, sure. I went to two nights all, on, the, on the Yellow Brick Road like, tour. The voice isn't there anymore. It isn't. It's, it's different. He's, but the show is there as well. But he is always that committed. He is always that committed to a show. It doesn't matter if he's playing in Bonksville, Ohio, or, <laughs> or if he's playing the Pyramid Stage at Glastonbury. He will put on the show to the best of his ability and all the hits time. and as you said he does have the repertoire he of does hits. like he does he can like he does about 50 hits he didn't play yeah, yeah just true. phenomenal well phenomenal. let's have a listen to what he did which was Brandon Flowers uh, and this was Tiny Dancer which is of course the iconic Elton John song John, good Glastonbury, great Glastonbury? Or? I thought it was great. I thought it was a great Glastonbury. Now, I, from what I saw on the television, I saw uh, Blondie, I saw Lizzo, I saw Elton, I saw Guns N' Roses. Um, I didn't see any of Arctic Monkeys, but from all the bands that I did, you saw The Pretenders. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. How do they top Elton John next year? They had Paul McCartney last year, Elton John this year. Who do you get on a Sunday night on the Pyramid stage? It's going to be tough. Like, it'd want to be Miley Cyrus or somebody like that. Uh, the rumours going around are already are that Taylor Swift is going to headline one okay. night. And from what I'm hearing, Sunday night, all five Spice Girls. <gasps> Okay, there you now, go now. Would, would there you that go be now. the greatest or one of the greatest Sunday night acts? It, like it, because I think the thing with Glastonbury as well is, you know, it, it is a British festival. So having those sort of major British kind of national treasures, national treasures, exactly. The, the ones with the OBEs coming out their ears um, that didn't pay for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it, like it, it, they, they do need to always have that. And like, you do have to wonder where, where they will go beyond Spice Girls. Yeah, I kind of is it Taylor Swift or Miley Cyrus has to be the kind of My, big Harry, Harry Styles. It won't be in Miley future Cyrus. years. In future years, it won't be Miley Cyrus. No, no she won't do it. She won't tour. Okay, oh yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. We were talking about that only a few weeks ago. I'd say Taylor Swift on Friday, Spice Girls on Sunday, and Saturday some massive big hitter with 
of recent years with a catalogue of hits. Well, the tickets are on sale soon, so we shall find out. John Cadell and D. Ready, thank you very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.